Thank you for having us. My name is Angie Boto Van Benden. I'm the Director of Osteoarthritis Programs at the Arthritis Foundation. Today we're going to share the topic of osteoarthritis and some of the challenges associated with its management. Today we think the top two challenges in the management of OA revolve around discordant care and quality of care. We want to help ensure that all healthcare providers are receiving a consistent message as we know there are too many inconsistent guidelines and we're all reviewing the same evidence yet our interpretation of each is different. There are active efforts around the globe trying to get healthcare professionals to come together and agree upon a consistent core message for OA management so that we're not confusing patients or additional providers that go beyond the rheumatologist with our physical therapists and pharmacists and whatnot. Now, additionally, if we expect to provide, you know, better quality of care, well, we have to provide those educational resources that will help improve the quality also of OA management. So we're also developing healthcare provider educational resources and tools so that we can have better multidisciplinary OA management. So just, you know, in improving care and the quality of it, providing that consistent message should go a long way in providing more effective management of disease. Globally, osteoarthritis is the third most rapidly rising condition associated with disability. And we know science holds the key to finding better treatments and one day a cure, yet it's essential that we're learning what's important to patients from the patients themselves in order to optimize implementation of better healthcare options for the most effective global management of OA. Integrated people-centered health services, as the World Health Organization defines it, implies putting the comprehensive needs of people and communities, importantly, not only diseases, at the center of health systems and empowering people to have more active roles in their own health. We want to understand patients' needs and perceptions of care as this is the first step in optimizing global OA management for more effective care. We recently presented the GOAP survey at the ULAR conference. Now, the GOAP survey stands for the Global Osteoarthritis Patient Perception Survey. It's the first global survey of its kind to directly compare quality of life and patient perceptions of care in the same OA patient survey across multiple languages and cultures. Questions measured the clinical characteristics of the patient and his or her relationship with their physicians and the treatment. Um, followed by sections on personal perception of attention, treatment, and information received. Also, patients were asked to evaluate their quality of life, of course, and inclusion criteria included uh, just being a resident of one of the participating countries, over 18 years of age, and having been diagnosed with OA. Now, the goal of the survey was to help all stakeholders in OA healthcare develop a much better understanding of what the patient perceptions were and how they may differ between cultures by collecting this data on adult OA patient perceptions regarding the care that they were receiving or had received. We had also collected data on patient demographics, osteoarthritis symptomatology, and, and the impact of osteoarthritis on daily functioning and quality of life. We had close to 1,500 surveys completed by OA patients in seven different countries. The majority of patients had knee OA, and comorbidities, as expected, included hypertension and obesity, and 97% ended up reporting limitations related to physical activities, and then followed by work activities and social interaction, of course. Now, of those surveyed, just over half of them felt that their doctor adequately explained their OA diagnosis, and just over half understood their OA treatment options and associated risks. So here you can see there's a lot of room for improvement. And importantly, 79% wanted access to additional non-drug and non-surgical treatments for OA. So if asked, you know, what the most important finding from the pilot study would be, I would say that, you know, close to 80% wanted additional access to non-drug and non-surgical treatments for OA. 
this tells us now, you know, if patients will self-manage, like patients are willing to self-manage their disease as well, asking for non-drug and non-surgical treatment options. They want things that they can be in charge of and help guide. So from this pilot study, we learned that we have to do much better providing options to patients for non-drug and non-surgical treatments. Management has to be tailored to the presenting individual and focus on core treatments, which include the self-management and education, exercise, and weight loss as relevant. We have multiple evidence-based options, but we have to make these available for patients. One option may not be relevant for all. We have to personalize the care, including optional adjuvant treatments as required. At present, again, the patients receive different messages from each healthcare provider that they see. Myself, I have family members who have asked for additional physical activity resources, and they've been told to Google their local resources. And that, that's not the answer. As healthcare providers, we need to be able to provide evidence-based options to patients so we can ensure that they're receiving quality and appropriate care management and self-management education. It would help as healthcare providers that we're aware of the resources available in our own area so we can refer patients to those proper resources. Three key takeaways from our pilot study, I would say number one, providing education and support in OA management to our primary care colleagues. As rheumatologists, we know the OA care pathway, but often the patients are seeing the primary care colleague first. So we can help be champions by providing the education and support of, you know, proper OA care pathways and all to our primary care colleagues. In addition to the physical therapists and pharmacists, we can include, you know, all the healthcare providers so that we are providing a more consistent message. Additionally, you know, this will lead to providing leadership in developing the OA patient pathway or the model of care within the healthcare system for proper referrals. Most importantly, we need to be able to connect our patients and additional healthcare providers, physician extenders, with community organizations and resources for patients to better self-manage disease. Management has to be tailored to the presenting individual and focus on those core treatments. So we, we can't individualize treatments and help patients um, with better effective care unless we're aware of those community organizations and resources helping to provide that care that's not delivered in the healthcare system itself other than non-drug and non-surgical approaches. Providing OA care is an integrated package where you're assessing long-term and reassessing so you can provide like the, that framework or the algorithm for treatment progression and provide the proper referral as needed for multidisciplinary care. You know, the, the primary care physician needs to know when to refer to a rheumatologist or when to refer to an orthopedic surgeon or when to refer to a physical therapist. Future research just making sure we're including the entire continuum of care. For the OA patient, you know, we're not just looking at OA patients that are, you know, white females and above 55, but we're looking at the entire oh, spectrum of OA patients along the continuum of disease. And thanks for tuning in and listening to some of the um, insights we derived from the pilot study presented at ULAR on our Global Osteoarthritis Patient Perception Survey. Thank you.